morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all our SAPS 400 followers. My name is Marvin Posh, and today you are listening to the fifth episode of the new Inside SAPS 400 podcast hosted by Solution Management. Through successful digitization, companies expect efficiency gains and cost savings, important factors in daily competition. However, the change is accompanied by a continuously changing threat landscape, by evolving cyber criminals, hackers, and economic spies. To counteract this threat landscape, security is an indispensable topic that every company should value. Today, I have invited my SAP colleague Patrick Boch to address this topic. We are going to talk in general about security and the steps SAP takes to ensure data protection and data security for SAP S4HANA Cloud. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Marvin. How are you? I'm really excited to have you as my guest today. It would be great if you could briefly introduce yourself to the audience. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Patrick Boch, and I'm the product manager for S4HANA Security, which does not only cover S4HANA Cloud, but also the two other flavors, so to speak, meaning S4HANA On-Premise and S4HANA Cloud Private Edition. And I rejoined, I must say, uh, SAP in 2020. I've been with SAP before from 2001 through 2006, so the, during the new economy time. But afterwards, I went into the SAP security space in general and since 2020, as I mentioned, now responsible for securing S4HANA. Thanks for the introduction. The topic of data protection and data privacy has gained enormous importance in the last few years. We all know that there are multiple reasons for that. For example, the introduction of the General Data Protection Regulation in 2018 and the several data breaches reported by big and well-known companies such as Microsoft or Facebook. What do you think is the current attitude towards security? I think it's improving from a perspective of someone who is in security or in cybersecurity, to be precise. It wasn't that before. It was everyone always thought that security is something where you'd say, okay, yeah, it's, we might have to do that, but it's not that important. But because of the GDPR, uh, which has uh, heavy fines if you don't do proper security, And also because of some of the data breaches we have heard about in the past few months and, and, and years, I think people take it a lot more seriously than they used to. I totally agree. I think you definitely see a change if you compare the current attitude with the one a couple of years ago. Do you think this is maybe different depending on the size of the company or industry? Uh, unfortunately, yes. It's always, well, not always the case, but I think that especially bigger companies, they know that there's an issue that they need to do something. But smaller companies, medium-sized companies, they sometimes, first of all, it's because of a lack of resources. So they literally don't have neither the people nor the knowledge to do a good security. So uh, they are sometimes left out, but sometimes it's also a little bit of an attitude uh, because they still think they need to focus on their core business. And then unfortunately, security sometimes sort of falls behind. I think for the small companies, especially for, if you might call them startups, uh, so young companies, so to speak, I think they are more aware of the security issue. Hopefully they're more aware of the security issue. They, they would probably have a more or a better attitude towards security. But I think that also plays into the cloud business and uh, something we will discuss, I think, uh, during the course of this podcast. That's correct. We will talk about cloud in a second. But before that, 
I would like to get some insights into why the topic shouldn't be neglected by companies. You uh, essentially mentioned it into your, or the main reasons you mentioned in your introduction. One of uh, the reasons is, of course, the GDPR, the Data Protection uh, Regulation, because, as I mentioned, there are heavy fines if you can prove that you've done a proper security job or a proper job in securing the data. That might actually lead to a fine of up to, I think, 4% of your yearly revenue, which can be really heavy on, especially companies with a low margin, uh, but companies in general, 4%, that's uh, quite a bit. And then, but, but this is just the regulation, so security put into a regulation. The main reason, I think, is just the other issues, the other problems which you can have if you don't do proper security. You mentioned data breaches, and data breaches we also hear a lot about in the past is something like ransomware. So if you don't have proper security, it can actually happen that someone would be hacking you, would be attacking you with a ransomware and then all of your data are lost and you either have to buy it back, but then you also have to hope that the attacker is actually also giving it back once you pay. And even if that, if, if all of this works out well, then you still have, might have an image problem because you will probably have to inform your customers that you have been uh, breached. And uh, the reputation loss or the re reputation damage is also something which you need to take care of, not to mention uh, the data which might be uh, stolen. So I think security is something which is essential to any business and therefore it should also be treated as being essential and not something which you would do as an afterthought, which unfortunately was the case in the past very often. I know that security has always been an important element for the complete product lifecycle of all SAP products, including product development, planning and quality assurance. What is in place to secure a comprehensive solution like SAP S4HANA Cloud? This is something where you probably have to distinguish between, well, I would see it as uh, different pillars. So the, the first pillar, of course, is the secure development of the software itself. So how do we ensure that the software has uh, as little vulnerabilities as possible, that the software itself in, is secure? And therefore, we have quite a bit uh, or quite a few measures in place, uh, actually, which if you start from, if you look at the development lifecycle from the start, it starts with threat modeling. So, you know, when you, when you actually develop the blueprint of your app, uh, you need to think about where is a potential weakness? What backdoor can an attacker use in order to break into that software? It goes into the development process where, of course, our developers are also trained to develop securely, but also, in, or in addition to that, the code is scanned during the development process to see if there's any vulnerabilities there. There's a code scan or an application scan when the application is ready uh, to see if there's anything happening or potentially happening in terms of uh, vulnerabilities in that. We also have internal and external security assessments, so penetration testings or hacking simulations. So there's, uh, we even have a bug bounty program. So if someone wants to assist us, support us in securing uh, S4HANA cloud, um, they can sign up for uh, the bug bounty program and see if they would find any vulnerabilities because obviously the more people who are looking for something, the more they will actually be able to find it. So that's the first pillar, the secure software development. And we have 
basically all measures you can think of in place to make sure that we have a secure development there. Then the next pillar is the security features of the software, so to speak. So ensuring that, first of all, everything which is happening in the software is secure, which includes things like encryption, secure communication, or even when you install the software, that the settings which are security relevant are per default set to the secure setting instead of an insecure setting. But it also includes security features. So things like, can I check uh, whether all of my settings are secure? Can I actually see what's happening in my software in terms of who is logging on, who might have a failed log on, so I can actually identify a potential attack? Uh, attack. So the security features and functions built into the software as a second pillar and the sort of 2A or second and a half pillar, uh, you might call it, is also the data protection features, the compliant features which which, uh, come with that. So can I lock access for just reading data? You know, if if someone that could be an insider actually is uh, watching the, or is looking at the salary information from other employees, which they shouldn't be allowed to, do I notice that at all by logging that? Or I think the most important part when it comes to data protection, data privacy, things like authorizations, essentially making sure that you can only do the things which are required for the job and not more. Keyword here is also a very trendy keyword in the past has been zero trust. So security features and data protection privacy features are sort of two or one pillar together. And then in addition, and that's especially important when we talk about the cloud environment, of course, is the secure operations. So how do we as SAP, as the cloud provider for S4HANA, how do we make sure that the cloud is secure? And that is all on the infrastructure level. So our data centers, we'll start with the data center, so the the physical security. Of course, you can't enter the data center if you're not authorized. There will be surveillance cameras, quite literally. All equipment which is in there has to be certified, has to be checked, has to be validated. And then if you look at the next level, the the actual infrastructure of the data center, so the network, we have network segregation, of course, for our customers. We have tenant separation in terms of the databases. We have all other security instances in place on the infrastructure level, things like a firewall or intrusion prevention systems, which is actually going a little bit higher again in, in terms of now we're looking at the vulnerabilities of potentially an operating system, a database. We're, we have a threat detection in place, which is sort of the parallel to the secure software development. When we look at the security of SAP as a cloud provider, we do everything industry standard and even beyond that. And that's not just me saying that, but that's actually certified. So we we have all the certifications which you need, ISO 27001, all of the uh, SOC reports. uh, So basically an auditing company attesting toward the security of SAP as a cloud provider. So that's, so to speak, is the last pillar, the secure operations, ensuring that our cloud as a cloud provider is actually secure. I have to admit, I didn't expect so many different aspects to be considered in terms of security. It's great to hear that SAP puts all those security features in place to protect the data. What interests me as well is if there are any differences in terms of security between the different deployment options. 
the main difference, if you look at it from a customer point of view, is if you have an S4HANA system on-premise, you are fully responsible for the security of, of all of the settings. So that includes not only the S4HANA setting itself, and even though, as I mentioned, the software is developed securely, we're shipping it in a way that most of the or that yeah most of the security relevant settings are actually set securely. But nevertheless, you are still responsible for everything which runs in your soft software. Which for some of the other th- settings, which we might not technically be able to ship securely for your custom coding, for example. But more importantly, you're fully responsible for the security of the infrastructure, of the network, of uh, the operating system, of the database, uh, that everything is patched correctly and all that kind of stuff. And you often hear the the argument that why is a cloud more secure than an on-premise environment? And I think that would actually what uh, it comes down to when you talk about, talk about security. And a good analogy, which I found uh, in the past, is a medieval city. So if you have a medieval city without a uh, wall around it, and where everyone is responsible for the security of their own house, an army which would enter the city, they have an easy game, right? I mean, they can just walk into any house, and even if you're... If, even if you have an archery and maybe you have a few soldiers in your house, but they won't be able to get rid of all of the attackers. Now, the different thing is if you have a wall around it, which is staffed and paid for by the city in general, but where everybody has to pay a little bit uh, in order to uh, have that big bucket of, of, of money. So, you know, it's a lot easier with the wall and with soldiers on the wall to defend against attackers. And that's the same thing when you talk about the difference between cloud and on-premise. So although, of course, the cloud is a bigger target than just your single server sitting somewhere in your in your own data center, nevertheless, you just have more resources, more expertise, and more tools to be able to defend against even a large number of attackers. So that's the basic difference between on-premise and cloud. And then looking a little bit further into the different deployment options for SAP S4HANA in particular, you have the public cloud, which is a full software as a service. So basically we as SAP as a cloud provider are responsible for pretty much every aspect of security. And this this is something we do very well. And the, the, there's still some things which you as a customer would have to do, things like authorizations and, and access management, for example. If you look at the next option, the private cloud, there's a little bit more responsibility for the customer again. So there, there's, it's essentially, it's you can compare it to a platform as a service. So the application as such is run by you as a customer, which gives you more flexibility, but also more responsibility, especially in terms of security. And last but not least, of course, I mentioned the uh, on-premise version where you have the full responsibility for the application down to the infrastructure level. That's a great analogy. I'll definitely use it too if I need to explain this topic to someone else. I think in one of your blog posts, you wrote about external security verification for SAP S4HANA. I'm sure the bug bounty program you mentioned earlier is part of that as well. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? 
Yeah, the Back Bounty program is, uh, in, in general, maybe to start off, what, what is a Back Bounty program? A Back Bounty program is essentially you have where you have external researchers looking at your software and see if they find any type of vulnerability or bug. And if one of these researchers finds something, they will be rewarded depending on the criticality of the vulnerability. They will be rewarded a, a payout, essentially. Um, and we've done that at SAP. We've actually been busy with establishing back bounty programs since, I think, 2018 or 2017 even. And at first, it was a, a small number. Uh, but we, as S4HANA, as one of the core products of SAP, we started our back bounty program in 2019, which back then was an on-premise uh, back bounty program. So people could actually find and or try to find vulnerabilities in the on-premise version. But since recently, we also expanded that to the S4HANA cloud. So now we essentially have both an S4HANA on-premise system and an S4HANA cloud system where security researchers can take a look at and see if they would find any vulnerabilities. And in general, these back bounty programs are usually done with platforms, so third-party providers, because they basically have the task to collect all these security researchers from around the world, sign them up, and then uh, sort of assign a target to them, which in our case would be S4HANA. So we're working together with a third-party platform there in order to get enough researchers to actually have a meaningful bug bounty program. And it has been very successful. I think uh, the, the average payout for S4HANA in the past was something around 2,000 euros or dollars. And the vulnerabilities that they found were to, I think, 73 or 74% true positive. So it was actually vulnerabilities which were actually there. Very often you have also false positives where a security researcher says, okay, this is a vulnerability where in fact it's not. But as I said, 75% or three-fourths of the vulnerabilities that were found by researchers actually turned out to be uh, vulnerabilities, which obviously is a big added value to us because it helps us securing our software better in the future. We've already talked about security in general. Let's be a bit more specific and talk about data protection and data privacy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I think the first thing to note is that the customer is still responsible for their data, of course, but we as a cloud provider are responsible to protect the data of our customers as best as possible. And for that, there we use several tools and measures. I mentioned the operational part for uh, the S4HANA cloud. So basically the um, cloud center, the data center, uh, which we're securing. I've also mentioned the secure software development and the security features. And I think this is where it gets interesting for the customer, the security and data protection features. So. What is uh, data protection uh, really about? It's about one thing, data protection, which is making sure that the customer data is not breached somehow. But it's also about the privacy features. So the possibility of the consumer or customer or employees even to have responsibility on their own data and also the you know know, know where your data is and uh, what you can actually do with that. And for that, particularly the data privacy feature, we have several things inside S4HANA and obviously also S4HANA Cloud, 
I'd like to mention two features here, which I personally find very interesting and helpful for data privacy. One is the information lifecycle management, because the GDPR states, among other things, of course, says that you can only keep data for as long as you actually need the data or where the purpose of the data is required for. And for, for this, the information lifecycle management is perfect because you can essentially say, okay, take the example of a customer who is buying something with your online shop. And then you can actually say, okay, once the purchase is completed, and of course, there's some other regulations uh, where you need to keep the order data for a specific period of time. But nevertheless, all other data you can then delete from that customer. And you can, you know, as a, as a consumer, you can also ask, okay, can you please delete my data? And with information lifecycle management, you will be able to do that very, uh, very easily. The other thing is, I already mentioned, I think, is the read access logging. So in the past, you could only trace if someone actually changed data. So someone is going into a um, consumer data set and maybe changing the name or something. It might be an exaggerated example, but that is something you could always, or you were always able to track in the past. With read access logging, we even we even have the possibility to track if someone is just looking at the data, and that in itself, if you think of, I mentioned the example of salaries, that is something which is helpful because obviously, uh, just because someone has uh, some authorization because he's in the IT department or whatever, doesn't mean he should be able to look at your salary. And with read access logging, that's something we can effectively prevent from happening. What about new functionalities? What kind of enhancements were shipped with the latest SAP S4HANA Cloud release in terms of security? Well, with the security features, a lot of the features which we shipped with the new releases are sort of under the hood. So it's not something which you as a customer uh, would actually notice. It is things like secure by default. So we're, we're securing more of the settings in the, uh, in the S4HANA Cloud as well. One highlight which I'd uh, like to point out, because in various ways it's important for security, is the security audit lock. The security audit lock is something which has been in place in the backbone of the what is now S4HANA in general. Uh, for years, it was already implemented in ZAP ECC when, uh, so before the S4HANA times. And of course, it's also been available in the S4HANA cloud. However, until recently, as a customer, you would have to manually extract the security audit log from the system. And what we've done now is we established an API. So basically, you now have the possibility to continuously retrieve that data from the S4HANA cloud system. And why, why is that important? Well, the security audit log contains information such as failed logon. So if some, someone is mistyping his or her passwords, so he's not be able uh, to log on, that will be logged in the S4HANA security audit log. Things like what terminal did that user use to log on to the system? So also the, you know, the location, essentially. What applications, what, what apps did he start when in the system? So these are all information which might be security relevant. Not If someone does his regular job, they're not security relevant. But as soon as something out of the ordinary happens, 
that becomes security element uh, irrelevant. And there's tools, there are solutions out there which are just looking for these anomalies and analyzing whether this is actually an, an ongoing attack. And with the API, we have made it possible that you don't need to uh, that you don't have to manually retrieve the data, but we can continue or, or the security uh, information and event management systems that's the name of these solutions also shortened to zeem these seam systems can continuously retrieve that information from the system and are therefore able to detect a potential attack almost in real time and these kind of security enhancements we do obviously we try to do as often as possible and uh, there will be additional things coming up. A lot of, or some of them actually have to do with other logs, which we're also making available through an API. But then again, if you, if you look at the releases in general, quite a lot of security enhancements are under the hood. So more to make the S4HANA cloud even more secure than it already is. We've already talked quite a bit about the functionalities and features that are already available. How does the future in terms of security look like? That is a very, very good question. And I think it also depends on what kind of future you're looking at. I mean, one thing which will probably be very interesting in the coming five to 10 years will be the rise of quantum computers because quantum computers are able or will be able to basically render quite a few of our encryption capabilities useless. That's not limited to SAP, that's limited to the entire uh, IT world. So, you know, I'm really looking forward in a bit from security's kind of perspective, what will be happening when there will be actually a good quantum computer, which is useful. So far, the quantum computers are they're not yet able to do that, but they will be, that's for sure. And what we've done from, from SAP side, uh, maybe just to, to put the audience at ease, We've done quite a, a bit of research into quantum-safe cryptography, so making sure that the encryption we are using is also secure against a attack from quantum computer. And um, yeah, that's that's a topic which is sort of dear to my heart, so to speak. If you look at the future of security in a more short term, I think we will see a lot of consolidation in terms of also security functionalities. If you I mentioned the term zero trust earlier, which essentially says if we stay with the analogy of a medieval city, in the past, you know, once once you've crossed the wall and you were in, inside the city, you can do pretty much anything in the city. With zero trust, you basically are restricted even further. So even if you go into the city and you cross the wall, you will still be, I don't know, watched uh, that you only have that particular path and you can only go to a particular room so very granular authorization is one of the main concepts on, on zero trust. And that's, funnily enough, that's something which, from a technical point of view, SAP has been able to do for ages, literally. I mean, that, that, that was already part of the, the R3 system back in the 90s. But that's, that's picking up a little bit more. So there's a consolidation of the various sort of stages of uh, security. But... Again, for a short-term outlook on security, we will probably see more of sort of incremental enhancements on security rather than sort of the big leap into something particular. But again, there's uh, other topics which will rise in the more mid-term to long-term future. 
quantum cryptography, the blockchain, artificial intelligence will be something which will be uh, very interesting also in security. So these are the short-term things. And of course, as SAP and even as the S4HANA security team, we're keeping up with the development here and ensuring that we will secure the S4HANA cloud even against more sophisticated attacks in the future. This brings us to the last question of today's episode. In your opinion, what are the key takeaways of today's episode for someone who has not paid much attention to security or is unsure about the security of SAP S4HANA cloud? Well, if you look at uh, S4HANA cloud, I think the key takeaways are, so to speak, threefold. One of the key takeaways I would say is that we have a very securely developed software. So S4HANA as a software is definitely secure. If you look at it more from a cloud perspective, it goes a little bit into the same direction by saying that the operations we have is not only industry standard, but I personally think, and as I said, I've been in the security area area for a decade now, SAP is doing a really good job in securing S4HANA cloud, if you look at it from a, from a cloud perspective. And then last but not least, I think the last key takeaway is that we as SAP do not think of security as an afterthought, but we actually look at it from a sort of holistic point of view. So across everything, starting from the software development to the operations, but even if you look inside SAP, even people who are not in security, they are also trained in security. They have to do security trainings every once in a while to keep up to date. And yeah, if you would summarize that in a sentence, I would say that SAP and SAP S4HANA adheres to and goes beyond leading industry standards. And that I think covers technology operations and even legal measures and regulations when you talk about uh, data privacy and protection. Thanks, Patrick, for joining me today and providing these valuable insights. It was a real pleasure to speak with you and learn more about this complex but highly important topic. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks. A big thank you to our listeners as well. Keep an eye out for our next episode on OpenSAP. I hope you will join me again. Until then, SAPS for HANA followers, stay tuned and stay safe. <laughs>